Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome, everybody, to the Silver Screen Redemption, our comedy podcast where we create subjectively necessary sequels to your favorite movie franchises. I'm Houston Bobbley. I'm Brian Perry. Brian, fresh out of the oven. Today, we have the release of War for the Planet of the Apes. Um. Okay, so this is this is all new to me. I haven't really watched... I haven't watched any of them. I, I should start out saying that. Um, I always thought of Planet of the Apes as kind of like a joke. Like, no one took them very seriously, but they're like a big thing now. Oh, They've always been a big thing. I had no idea. I don't know how many movies there are, but there there's quite a few. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. Well, I was looking at it. There's like four or five old ones, and then the 2001 Tim Burton one, and then the new three. Yes. Um, and I have never... I honestly, like... I honestly... I don't know why where I got this idea that they were like kind of this joke, like kind of campy movies. Were well, they old I, ones? It's a franchise that's easy to make fun of. Because yeah. the, the premise of it, especially the the Tim Burton version, it kind of, it didn't take itself so seriously. At least that's how it came off. Maybe it was taking itself very seriously. Yeah. But it, it's something you can easily make fun of. But these last three movies, super good. Well, and they're quite different. It seems like the old ones are, they're, they're basically humans with monkey heads in the old ones. And the new ones, they're apes, right? Yeah. Because like of the advance of technology. And the advance of Andy Serkis into our life. <laughs> Once Andy Serkis came on the scene. The, the, he was just born to play that he's role. He's truly a blessing. Hey, uh, you know that uh, Lord of the Rings movie? You know that uh, that Gollum character? What if we uh, turned him into a monkey? That's that's exactly what the people who made this movie sound like. It'll probably. make millions. Yeah. Millions, boss. Um, no, but they're, they're doing very good. I... I like them a lot. I think this, I'm. I think I'm convinced. I think I'll see them at some point. But um, this new one, from what I've been reading, sounds like the best of this new trilogy. The trailer looks really good. It's 92 percent on the tomato meter. What? What do you think the 29 percent on the 20 on the tomato meter? What kind of movie would that be? 29 percent. Yeah, if we flipped it instead of 92 percent. Oh, interesting. Um, if you had. Maybe this is our movie we we pitch, but just to get some ideas flowing. So we're going to try and make a bad movie? Uh, just just start off with. All right, all right. It's a fun thought I don't experiment. know if this is what we do, but. Yeah. The- 29%. I mean, we've done worse than 29%. I mean, uh, listening back to our Pirates uh, slash Baywatch episode, I think you said the total of those was about 50. Yes. Combined, so. Uh-huh. One of them was lower than 29, probably. So if someone... You read, this is a D-grade movie, or F-grade movie. That's probably more according. Yeah. Um, what would you expe- expect from War for the Planet of the Apes? War for the Planet of the Apes. I mean, I In would, five sentences, or less. I can do way less. I would just imagine the old ones. I've never seen them, but they look like bad movies. They're I don't know very, what it is. The first one, at least, is very good. All right. Um, and, no, but I it, would imagine it, it doesn't look good. It doesn't hold up visually as well. Yeah, okay. But story wise, it's very I, good. Okay, I imagined a dude punching a monkey 
and then the monkey punching him back or slapping him maybe. What if they weren't monkeys? And it's actually like a battle about bananas or something. Right? That's what I would imagine. Okay. Just like a really cheesy, you know, battle for the planet of the What is it? War for the planet War of the Apes War for the planet now? of the Apes. When I was trying to look up some information for this episode, I uh, I saw an article called The New Planet of the Apes Movie Will Make You Root Against Your Own Species. And that was an interesting comment. All the human characters change from movie to movie in these ones. Okay. The only ones that stay staying are... Uh, Andy Circus, Caesar, right? Caesar. Okay. Orangutan man. And then just a handful of gorillas or monkeys. Right. And so it is, it's not a story about the humans. It's a story about Caesar, the monkey. And so at least with whatever the second one is, I always confuse which one is Rise and which one's Dawn. Dawn. Rise was first. Yes. Because monkeys are farmers and they rise before the dawn, apparently. Sure. All right. Um, it's like a mnemonic device. So yeah, uh, Gary Oldman is a bad guy. He's in it. I didn't even he, know that. He's in the second one, and the whole oh, time, the one. Got it. even though like some of his ideas are very clear, they make sense why we should do this. The whole time, you are either rooting for the monkeys to kill him or for the humans that are trying to make peace between the monkeys and humans, because you really don't care about the humans in these movies. Not huh. that they're badly written. But the monkeys are just so much more lovable. Huh. They they are more human than the humans. All right. That is my analysis on Planet of the Apes. Okay. Sample cool. That's very deep. From Houston. Yeah. Um, my, my exposure to Planet of the Apes is through music, actually. Um, they Might Be Giants, one of my all-time favorite bands growing up. Um, they actually have a thing they do at concerts called the Ape Cycle. Um, and it's this this series of... 20 to 30 second songs that are all improvised. Okay. And they just, it's kind of an excuse to them for them to mess around with the audience. Um, they are called in order battle for the planet of the apes beneath the planet of the apes conquest of the planet of the apes escape from the planet of the apes planet of the apes return to the planet of the apes. This apes for you and ultimate battle for the planet of the apes. I feel like at least half of those are actual titles. Some of those are. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, they're all like different genres. Most of them are very drum heavy, just like it's they're very Big interesting. Music. Yeah. Um very primal. But there is there's one that is I think it's called Battle for Battle for the Planet of the Apes. He uh he takes a laser pointer to the audience and he says, Alright, everyone needs to get on either the left or the right side of this laser pointer. And so it's it's smoky, right? They're playing like a club, so there's like there's smoke and it um so they split and they make this aisle in the center and he says, Okay, this side's the apes, this side's the people. Go to war. Well, they don't fight. But the the band members, so like the bass I think just percussion in general, so it's the bass, the uh drums, the other backing guys, they represent the people, and then the two lead guys are the apes. And they go back and forth. And so it turns into this like musical, musical battle. battle. It's really cool. Men. And then the, the audience has to chant. So when the ape band members are playing, they go apes, 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 apes. And it's like, it sounds super crazy when they do it. And then when, it, when the people members of the band start playing, they go people, people, people. And it's really cool because they go back and forth because they're not allowed to chant at the same time. Anyway, it's fascinating. The main thing I got out of this is that we should hire They Might Be Giants for the soundtrack of our movie. Well, there's something I've been trying to push for a long time is 
I call the Mamma Mia-fication of They Might Be Giants. I would love a musical based on They Might Be Giants. I don't know if you know enough I, for I us don't, to have a conversation okay. about this, but I love They Might Be Giants. This I would love a, a They Might Be Giants musical. This might musical. be a future episode, because I know uh, Birdcage, Birdhouse. Birdhouse in Your Soul. Birdhouse yep. in Your Soul. I know I Fell Asleep on My Arm. No, that's, that's Aquabats. Aquabats. Yep. I know Mesopotamians. We actually listened to that in one of my history classes. Of course. About the Mesopotamians who start a band and have a van? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm, cool. I think that's how it went. Um, do you ever hear James K. Polk? I, hear, I listened nope. to that in a history class. And that's actually factual. And I know Triangle Man. Facts. Triangle Man's a... Particle Man. Mm-hmm. Particle Man. Yep. Um, we did a lip sync battle to that. I believe I was Person Man. Nice. And I got beat up on. You hit on the head with a frying pan. That's right. Usually kind of smaller man. I couldn't no, remember right. that that's part, but man. it's probably because I got hit on the head with a frank pan. Yeah, that would explain And lost all memory. Nice. I wish I could help you with this. All right. This, okay. this sounds like a great movie. When, when Mamma Mia 2 comes out, I'm going to I'm gonna really push for my They Might Be Giants musical. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll find – let's discuss after the show. I, li- I we'll also like the band. term Mamma Mia-fication. It's really good. Yeah. Getting back to the subject, though. I think we need but, to get back to these apes. Yeah. What? Okay. Random thought, but maybe we can work with this here. Outside of apes, if there was an animal that you thought was going to take over the Earth, huh. so excluding all simian, primate-related beings, so no orangutans, no gorillas, no monkeys, chimpanzees, none of that, which animal do you think would be the most likely to develop far enough along to overthrow the humans. Interesting. I my haven't thought was, about this either. My first thought was dolphins, but like I feel like we can co- coexist exist pretty well. Because I don't think... It'd be a while before they could get on land. I feel like the dolphins would our, would be our allies yeah. in this war. Um, Just because we can be friendly neighbors. Yeah, I feel like we're not, we're not sharing... We're not competing for resources, is what I'm trying to say. I... The thought that came to me... Was cockroaches? I had that like thought too. Like, in black. if there's some kind of nuclear, nuclear fallout and the whole world is destroyed, they they're the ones who would survive. The only problem is you see a cockroach, you freak out for a second, and then you squish it, and you're done. Yeah. And I want a very real gritty version of this. None of this science. Well, okay, there needs to be some science because that's what made Planet of the Apes work. Yeah. I don't want that they need to evolve and be in their natural physical form when they fight us. So it can't be a ten story tall cockroach. Right. Because I mean Planet of the Apes, they're 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 monkeys up a notch or two. They're smarter. Right. I think it's lions what? or like some kind of big cat, right? That's possible. Because they they're just big. Or like hippos. Hippos are already like brutal. The one thing I keep thinking of is that apes have thumbs. Yes. Because in the new ones, they have guns, they have spears, all that. That's why they're able mm. to compete. First of all, they knock out more than half the population with their flu. But then they're able to shoot at them. Yes. They get they literally get on horses and shoot at them. So Here's my thought. What I about almost, birds? I was just thinking that. Because birds themselves probably couldn't hold a gun. But if they're smart enough, they could probably work together to hold a gun. Exactly. So which birds? 
specifically? Just all birds, right? All birds. What what would be our Caesar? Or all the, all the predators, maybe. All the predator birds. So we got our falcons. We got our hawks. Hawks. You know, our eagles, probably. Our eagles. All the ones that look terrifying. All the ones that look like they could be intimidating, right? Yes. But probably all birds are involved, right? Because there's all kinds of monkeys in Planet of the Apes. What? I want, like the chimpanzees for the apes, what is our brand of bird that would re- lead this revolution? Sloths have thumbs. Uh, On a side note, they're too slow. Planet they of the Sloths never... isn't, yeah. What if, What is the opposite of a sloth? Because sloths are super dumb, but at least that's how they come off to me. The... Opposite of sloth? Because to be slothful, I'm thinking of like, a, be like Oh, what about kangaroos? We haven't even talked about oh. kangaroos. I would love to see a kangaroo invasion. Yes, that's it. We nailed it. Because I love this idea of them in their, they have their pockets of all their mini kangaroos. Not kangaroos. 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 Kangaroo macaroons. <laughs> they, they have a their natural jellies. gift of baking. But anyways, I just love this image of them hopping up and then four or five mini kangaroos popping out with guns and shooting. Yes. Well, and I don't think they have thumbs, but like it does seem like they could get their little hands in there. I don't know. I think they can make it work. Yeah. It. If nothing else, the fact that they're they yeah they can get on their tail. They can just kick guns away. I feel we can make an alteration because other than Kangaroo Jack, we don't have a quintessential kangaroo movie. Yeah, we don't. And I think we need that in all our lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're doing a kangaroo movie, maybe it's the movie fo- movie version of Kitty No Pockets, my all-time favorite children's book. About I've the, never heard About of the this. kangaroo mother who doesn't have a pocket to keep her baby in. Oh, that's sad. It's very D- sad. Do male kangaroos have pockets? I don't think so. We should probably learn this. Uh, I searched, do male K... And the first thing it recommended was, do male kangaroos have pouches? Yes, since pouches are for babies to stay in, only female kangaroos have them. What? Male kangaroos who want pockets simply have to wear pants. Ha! <laughs> Thanks, Wonderopolis.org. Um, okay. So this obviously starts in Australia. Yes. What triggers the kangaroo pandemic? So, like, they already kind of are, like, right? They're, they're basically pests in Australia. Because uh-huh. there's just so many. I think that's their first, their first advantage is just sheer number, but they just haven't spread. So I think what happens is they uh, maybe there's a shipment going out to a bunch of zoos, but it gets loose. And then just the kangaroo population just skyrockets. They're all over the place. What is the trigger that causes them to start coordinating at a higher level, higher intellectual mm. level? What is it in Planet of the Apes? I actually have no idea. So the guy is working on a disease for Alzheimer's for his dad, essentially. Okay. But he works for a company. They test it on the apes. One of the apes responds very effectively to it. That ape is Caesar. Caesar ends up... I can't remember if he goes and gets the disease and hands it off to the rest of the apes. Or if there's another ape that does it. Or if he just starts teaching apes how to... Uh, develop higher level of cognition. I think he passes on. So this. I think I think what this one is. We since we don't test stuff on kangaroos that I know of. Um, what if it's 
what if it's that they they're working on some kind of cure, some kind of medicine? Um, what if and then they realize on it's... a kangaroo pesticide? Oh, that's good. And then they realize like probably that it's harmful to people, and yeah. so they're just trying to cover it up. Yes, right, like the, get rid of it, just like hide it. This never happened. Uh huh. Right, but in that process of getting rid of it, there's some accident, and it uh, it does not kill kangaroos, but it does kill people. Oh, and that's where the tides turn. Kind of similar to Planet of the Apes, where you have the simian flu that knocks out everyone. Yeah. We have this pesticide that was originally intended to just drop it in the desert somewhere. Well, did we know it acts positively to the kangaroos? Like a vaccine. What if it becomes like a vaccine? It's like yeah. it wasn't strong enough. And so it's actually just building up their immunity. Uh huh. So they start living longer and they start needing to adapt. It enhances their mental development. Yeah. Okay, so we've got that. When we, and I feel like we never have to revisit the rest of the whole thing. That's just the explanation. Yeah. And no one's ever going to be like, but how did it? How does it affect their their prefrontal cortex? That doesn't matter. We don't worry about the specifics of science here. So these, these the so these kangaroos. How far do we fast forward? Like a thousand years, or it's something like that, right? I it's, think this takes place now. Okay, present day. Well, the change has got to take some time, right? Like some generations? I think it's a stimulant. It, oh, okay. It, it works very quickly. Okay. Because so that's how it is in now. the movies. Well, it takes a whole movie for one of the apes to say no. And I feel like it's a similar situation. Got it. Or the kangaroos never learn to speak, but they develop kind of like a raptor calling system where they're able to uh, talk to each other through whatever their own language is. I think that's more terrifying yeah. than a kangaroo talking. We don't know that they don't have that. They might. They might, but they've really developed it now. We so, don't even know if male kangaroos had pouches. They might. Okay, so I think this movie, it's just solidified on the island of Australia. Okay. The giant island that is Australia. I, I don't know if they get offended when you call it an island. It Sure. The continent that is Australia. Um, The interesting... I think, I think how it ends is... All humans in Australia are dead. Yeah. And they learn how to get on ships. I like and, that. And that, then they start spreading. I think that's okay. I think that's where we're headed for. How do we get there? The, we're building a mass franchise here. Yeah. We're just starting with this one. So what's the dramatic tension in this? How does it escalate? Obviously, they start in the desert. What causes them to rebel against the humans? You know what? The way I see this is it's going to kind of play out like Planet of the Apes. I think we should go to our studio demands. All right. And see if that changes anything. Sounds good. Let's do that then. Would you like to explain what our studio demands yes. are? Yes. Our studio studio demands, um, just like a real movie studio, we have to answer to the higher ups, who in this case are you, or things that we wrote in advance. Um, and then we we sort of play this fun game where we – Spin the wheel and see which of these demands the studio is going to impose on what we've created so far, and then see how that shapes the rest of the movie. So, uh, you want to go ahead and spin that? Pre 1800 setting. Okay. Ooh. Interesting. I. Hmm. So. Honestly, Austra- I think everything we've discussed is still doable, right? When was Australia Ooh, the criminal continent? 
I don't remember. Because I think that would create an interesting dynamic for this movie. Yeah. 1788 and 1868 was when they used it as a as a penal colony. So this it works. It works perfectly. In those I early 12 years. This a prison break style movie somehow worked into this. Okay. I don't know how we can do that, but I almost What if the kangaroos just were already smarter? Right? Like th- there's no human interaction to make it happen. They just get to Australia and discover there's these kangaroos what? here. Bear with me. Okay. I want to extend on that Go, idea. go, go. What if, because we have this whole continent of criminals, there are some experimental scientists who are experimenting on drugs that alter the uh, the brain way, the brain functions of humans to okay. try and, uh, I don't civilize know. Civilize them. To civilize them. I don't know the exact science behind this. They're, they're working on these prisoners, it? trying to, to mold their minds and... Make them more... Reintroduce them to society, all that kind of stuff. Uh, less hostile. Just yeah. Ve- docile is yeah. the word I'm looking for. Just trying to reintegrate them into society. Um, they've got all these great scientists that are kind of off the books, just doing some sketchy stuff. See if it can work, because who cares? It's criminals... They are right. perfect test subjects. It's not working for the humans there. And so a lot of these, the the shipments that they're sending in to try and test it on people, they're just kind of thrown to the wayside. Kangaroos get a hold of him. Because they're basically rats. Because they're basically rats. It works with them. But instead of making them docile, it just improves their brain functions. Yes. It just accelerates their learning capacity, helps them evolve mentally cool no i really like this i like this a lot better okay so we go from there okay essentially it breaks down i don't know where the middle ground on this but from that point to the climax is we have kangaroos fighting humans in a prison yard a prison some sort of setting like that so what triggers them to go against these criminals or do the criminals try to use them as their advantage of getting out i yeah i don't think what I'm picturing is the, the kangaroos don't have any issue with the humans themselves. They just want that nice arch, like the nice structures that have been pre-built for them. Yes. Right. They're like, we got to get that jail, right? That jail's probably way nicer than anything they've done. Like they'll eventually get to building their own buildings and, and all that. But like, as it stands right now, they're like, that's a nice place to live. Let's go take that place. Okay. Um, and I think that, uh, the, I, th- I think we have a small group of lovable prisoners who are now saying, like, let's help the kangaroos because, because them taking over is to our advantage. The same people that are trying to take the kangaroos out are the people that are trying to uh, oppress us. Yes. And can I just say George Clooney as Ooh. one of the prisoners? Wouldn't that just I be like... good? Yeah. We know he can pull off a prison suit very right. well. It's the stripy jumpsuit, just like a brother where art thou. Oh, that is a good call. I like that. I like it a lot. And he's like, <sighs> we got like, like these kangaroos, like they're a menace, but we can take advantage of the situation, make sure that they, they take over. And then we, we explain that we're, we're innocent and we get out of here. And honestly, I don't think we need a, a much more st- far as a star casting goes other than George Clooney. I feel like this is a bunch of smaller grade actors and actresses. Yeah, that's all you need. Because it's focused more on the kangaroos. Mm-hmm. But you do have Well, George it is Clooney Andy Serkis. It is Andy Serkis. Well, Andy Serkis. As the lead kangaroo. As Jack. The lead kangaroo. Kangaroo Jack. Yes. Wearing a red hoodie. 
Yes. No, that doesn't work with the timeline. We can we can have a small reference to it where he looks at a red hoodie, but he's like, well, nah, not for me. I don't know if hoodies something. would exist. That's true. A red, Cloak. a British red naval uniform. Naval uniform. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Um, what about this? It's actually in the future, several thousands of years, and you just think that it's it's Australia in the 1800s. Okay. Crossover. So like... Mad Max, Australia. <laughs> oh my gosh. Post-apocalyptic world. So all of this at the end, you think it's come to a headway? Little do you know, Immortan Joe and his uh, his followers, they come to go to war with the kangaroos. All and right. that leads us into the sequel. I feel like we don't even need it to be a crossover for my thing to work, though. Yes. Right. No, you, you, that's you, a Planet that, of the Apes thing. Yes. No, that's totally fine. And they see the Sydney Opera House, and they're like, oh my gosh. Damn you. Damn you apes dirty, or whatever. Kangaroos. You dirty roos. Yeah. They call them roos, of course. Yes. Um. Oh, that's really cool. I'm but, sorry I, I kind of ruined the no, moment you're good. with the Mad you're Max. Good. I do like this a lot, I also though. didn't. Get the Mad Max references because I've never seen it. Oh, they're so good, Brian. Um, <laughs> maybe someday. Can we still include that as sure. like Mad Max Fury Ruse? I mean, everything's everything's going to be tied in, right? Yes. We've already decided that in the okay. Silververse. Um, so that works. Just We'll throw them in at the end. Okay. After they realize that they're in the future. Okay. That'll, After that'll, the... That will be the second movie. We don't want to give it away with our title that we're spoiling yes. both that it's in the future and that it's Mad Max Crossroads. Yes. Okay. So, like, so they initially they think it's another planet, right? Yeah. The viewer. Or they think it's pre-1800s. Yes. And this was just some small story, so it's going to get resolved. Yeah. It's going to be finished. Little do we know, society's grown backwards, devolved, and we're back to sending criminals back to Australia. Yeah. And it's a... Uh, a post radioactive fallout yes. kind of world, which kind of gives a new theme to this. What if kangaroos can develop a society that functions and does not destroy itself like the humans did? Yeah. That can be a theme that goes on through our other movies. Because these kangaroos are more human than the humans. Um, I like this. No, I really like this. Um, and I, and what I, I keep imagining it like we're gonna have like British flags everywhere. Yes, but they're gonna be slightly different. And, like, as you're watching the movie, you'll be like, huh, I wonder why they didn't just use, like, the normal Union Jack. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, changed, like, in, like, a few different ways. And, like, the uniforms are a little different than you'd expect. Uh-huh. But you're like, oh, they must have just, they just didn't want it to be, like, exactly the same. Nope. It's just. Nope. It's just, that's what it turned into in yeah. a thousand years. Oh, I love this. Wait, so are we saying that the, the, this, the trigger for the kangaroos getting their increased mental capacity happened in the present and then it took them a thousand years to do that or is that in it that's all it's all in a thousand years it's all in the future it's all in the future okay cool um because i don't think they would test on the drugs until they've devolved as a society to sending criminals back to australia yeah oh and maybe that's where they got the idea is because society's destroyed itself so there's very a few publications left like we obviously are set back with technology. Yes. We're just finding whatever we can. They read in their history books. Oh, criminals went to Australia. Um, and maybe we should do that. Yeah. Or at least it, it plants the seed for that idea later. What about, um, so I like the idea of these kangaroos trying to take over the jail. It's not very big though. 
right? It's not enough for them to be like, yeah, we're taking over and we're destroying all humans. So what I'm imagining is once they get into the prison, they meet up with George Clooney and his gang. Yeah. So we have our, that's sort of our Caesar, you know. Caesar James Franco relationship. Sure. Yeah, yeah, And because George Clooney wants the kangaroos to believe that they should be free, he starts saying terrible things. He's saying, oh, yeah, the British are oppressors and they want to control everything. They think we're criminals, but I was just feeding my family. Right? So they they pitch it as, like, we're good people. They are not good people. But the way the kangaroo starts to understand it is humans, humans in general. They just oppress each other, and they're all selfish. And so they take it upon themselves to uh, salvage the world by getting rid of this disease that is yes. humankind. Yes, it's like a little cliche, but I really like it. No, I like it too, and I like it in the backdrop of do we ever learn from our mistakes? More war yeah. just leads to more destruction. Like, oh, look, look the world. Great Britain became an empire again. Yeah. And started sending prisoners to Australia again. And did all so these So let's go things. fight them and redeem ourselves. Yeah. And we'll just end up destroying ourselves again. Yeah. Ooh, I like this. It's cool. It's this really so cool. so good. So uh, is it just called Planet of the Kangaroos? Or, uh... I think we need to... That a... seems kind of silly. Like, kangaroos yeah. kind of have a silly name. When you think about it. So what do we do? do we, what do we do? Do we just go a different direction with naming it? I think we do. No, I we think don't we tie have... it so much to Planet of the Apes. Because if we do call it Planet of the Kangaroos, then they might be thinking ahead to the spoiler yes. of what could it be. Like, oh, how are they going to make it like the Planet of the Apes big famous ending? Exactly. Um. Okay. On the count of three, you say... An Australian word. What about a nature word? I'll say a nature word. And you say a... Kangaroo word. Prison word. Prison word. Okay. So you got... Those are sort of the two sides, right? Like... Nature and prison. Because I'm wanting to get... I got prison? Yeah. I wanted the idea to just be like... Like, when I I see the trailer for the movie, it's like, oh, man, it's this crazy movie about kangaroos who, like, get really smart and, like, start attacking a jail. Like, that's crazy. And George Clooney's in it. Right, so let's get a prison word and a but nature word. But by the word. end, you find out it's a sister movie to Planet of the Apes. Yes. Okay. Or maybe a distant cousin. Distant cousin. Um, so my nature word. Hold That's on. related to Mad Max. Sure. <laughs> I just want that very badly. You can tie yours yeah. in then. Maybe this is my own version. Kay. This is the director's cut. The director's cut. Okay. I'm going to direct this movie. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay, so you got a nature word. I've got a prison word. Okay. On the count of three. One, two, two three. three. Wild. Guard towers. Wild guard towers? It's pretty good. Let's keep that down as an idea. Yeah. Let's let's try this again. Let's switch. I'll do nature word, you do prison word. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. Outback. Bars. Outback bars. Wild bars. That just Outback sounds like it's about guard drinking. towers. Our first two were better. I like Outback in it. I don't know. No, but Outback let's... is because like I think that would be appealing to people. Like, oh, it's Australian. Cool. Yeah. Let's do one more. Okay. Let's do let's do different categories. I'll do a an intelligent word, like a like a word for intelligence. A science word. I'll do a science word. That's better. I love how just saying science has become our uh, just our easy scapegoat. 
Because science. Because science. Yeah. That's just our easy way of getting out of a situation of yeah. having to well, yeah, actually science. be smart to explain it. Right. Uh, so we'll do a science word and a revolution word. Cool. One. Oh, do you need a second? Yeah. Okay. All right. Now I'm ready. One, One two, two, three. three. Experiment. Experiment, uprising. Uprising, experiment. Outback, uprising. Outback Uprising is pretty good. Outback Uprising. I mean, it lets you know that there's kangaroos having an uprising. In Australia. In Australia. And it has double meaning because you have the prisoner uprising as well. Well, and I mean, the the kangaroos are rising up in their intelligence as well. So it's pretty good. So we have a lot of reasons for uprising. Yeah. And it all takes place in the Outback. Outback Uprising. I realize that, in case you tweet at us, I know the Outback is different from all of Australia. Yes. I'm just going to clarify that now. Okay, I cool. understand that. I think that's it. Yeah? Outback Uprising. I like okay. it. I think that's it. I don't know. I think that is it. Do, uh, do we have a post credit scene of any sorts? Um, Yes. I mean, of course we do. Well, that's the. That, I think that's where the Mad Max tie-in comes. Okay. That'll work. That'll come after the credits. And you're like, okay. oh, shoot. Mad Max. So that's their next big thing before they can go to take on the British Empire. They got to figure out vehicles. They got to figure out vehicles. They have to take down these rowdy uh, road warriors, how to take them down. And then they start using the technology to build their own ships. So then they go ahead. They are more advanced than the British Navy. And that's just when everything just loses its mind. Oh, man. Yes. I like this vision we have for future movies. Outback Uprising 2, colon, Fury Ocean. Yes. Because they're building cool boats. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm glad we got away from Planet of the Apes and that whole branding. Yes. Because I think we're telling a different story now. I I, I, I agree. I agree. Outback Uprising and Outback Uprising 2, Fury Ocean. Fury Ocean. That is so good. I love it. Okay. Um, let's, let's wrap up, Brian. Okay. I think we've done all we can with this movie. Do you want to tell our followers where they can find us? Yes. We are online at, on, on Twitter at Screen Redeem, uh, or on Facebook's Silver Screen Redemption, Silver Screen, Silver Screen's all one word. Um, you can email us at silverscreenredemption at gmail.com. I believe so. Silverscreenredemption at gmail.com. Um, go ahead and send us your ideas for studio demands. Um, it's better when you come up with them. You guys can probably come up with way better stuff than we can. Um, and it's a little more sincere when it's, you know, actually stuff we didn't come up with beforehand. Uh, tell us what movies we should do. Um, what kind of sequels you'd like to see and, uh, we'll do them on the show. Thanks guys. We always appreciate your feedback. We're, we're, we're getting a better idea of our voice for this podcast and what we want to do with it. The direction we're trying to go. Um, but we always love to have your feedback, what's going well, what you would hope we would include in future episodes, what you want to see return. Um, we're hoping to potentially have some guests on here to, to add to the dynamic of this. It might not, it won't be a comment, uh, a consistent thing, but just a, a fun little thing to shake things up. Um, but yeah, again, just. Let us know what you want to hear from us as it far still as movies. Says, it still says James Bond on here, and I don't remember. Wh- I feel like I bring this up all the time. I don't know why it says James Bond on here. 
on our notes for what to our say notes. at the end? Yeah. James Interesting. Bond. I'm deleting it. Okay. Okay. Oh, you know what it was? It was the uh our first demo episode that we recorded. Oh where we were trying to do it in a James Bond yes. style. Well, no, because it was yeah, Rogue Two was well anyway. Uh we're we're not releasing that episode. It was a test episode, it was our first and one. We lost but it. That too. <laughs> We did lose it. That's the main reason we're not really. Someday it. we may re-record an episode about Rogue Two and Rogue Three. Very good idea. Hang in there. It, it will probably come this December, in honor, in anticipation of Star Wars Episode Eight. Oh, I'm excited. Just a little sneak preview. Okay, cool. Let's call it. Uh, I'm Houston Bodley. I'm Brian Perry. This is the Silver Screen Redemption. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. similarities to actual persons living or dead is purely coincidental.